0: The jury is spoken, and under Article 3 of the U.S. Constitution, a jury of peers is a safeguard against a corrupt or overzealous prosecutor and against a compliant, biased, or eccentric judge. Derek Chauvin is guilty, guilty, guilty. On all three counts of murder murder and manslaughter, the former Minneapolis police officer was found guilty as charged in the death last year of George Floyd. That death led to riots and protests, counter-protests across the nation. It divided a deeply troubled country that remains divided even over a trial verdict yesterday. Across the street from where George Floyd died, an African-American pastor has led his congregation for the past 40 years. Asked in an interview, what's the root of the problem? He said it comes down to the heart. Hearts need to change. God needs to be alive in the hearts of more people, citizens where he lives, and officers called to keep order. We need new hearts. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series this week called Getting the Gospel Right. Yesterday we talked about faith and how even Christians can get it wrong. Faith is not something we drum up in ourselves. When you try to do that, you're going to get faith wrong. You're never going to accomplish more for the Lord. You're never going to enrich yourself with material gain. You're never going to be well and healthy if you just can give yourself more faith. Jesus told us faith as small as a mustard seed can accomplish much. But where does that faith come from? The right kind of faith, lasting faith that doesn't come from inside yourself. It comes from the Lord. It's a gift that only he can give. And until you recognize that, you'll never own the right kind of biblical faith. For it's by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Too many so-called preachers of the gospel don't understand that Scripture is how you interpret other Scripture. You don't bring your preconceived ideas of faith, health, wealth, And comfort to the Bible, and then find a single verse, or worse, a phrase in a single verse, and build a theology upon it. That's not just unbiblical. It's as we said yesterday, it's heretical. And yet, many so called preachers practice this today, and say they are God's chosen instrument to impart truth. Rubbish is what I say to that. And that's why the documentary American Gospel Christ Alone is so important. I think
1: it was Christian Smith who said that what we're seeing nowadays in the American church is the rise of what he calls moralistic, therapeutic deism. How to make people moral. You know, I look like this perfect golden child, but I was so dead. A place to go to feel better about themselves. I'm asking you to feel good about who you are. And so as a result, we're seeing a church in America that's becoming ultimately Christless.
2: So if we're following the gospel thinking it's all about us. We've missed Jesus' words entirely.
0: An excerpt from the DVD called American Gospel, Christ Alone. This film exposes the false, moralistic, and prosperity gospels that have crept into the church all over the world. It's so important to understand these false teachings. But what I really like about this documentary is that it also shows what the Bible says about the true gospel. Get a copy for yourself and another one to share with someone you know who needs to know the true gospel. After the program, you can call us at 800-654-2836, 800 haven or visit us at haventoday.org. Watch a preview of the documentary. You can make your gift there. And once again, that website is haventoday.org. Getting the gospel right is not just making certain you have eternity right, it means your life now is right, living for the Lord and counting Jesus as Savior and Lord. In a moment, I want us to look at what a friend of mine called the disease of the health and wealth Gospels. But first, we open with Shane and Shane. Just to sing in a
1: gospel song today get her ready to send the years of guilt and shame of failing, years of nailing up yourself to a crush you can't bear, that's why he's there. What a beautiful day. Say
0: From an album they just called Clean, that's Shane and Shane, here on Haven Today, with a song called Saved by Grace, on a series called Getting the Gospel Right. I'm Charles Morris. All week, we've been listening to segments from the American Gospel, Christ Alone, it's a documentary, and today, I want you to hear the story of a young man who was caught up in the prosperity gospel movement, but then he heard a pastor on YouTube preaching against it and proclaiming what the true gospel of Jesus is all about.
3: Second Timothy chapter 4 is really, really clear that there would be a group of people who, wanting to have their ears tickled, would accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires. The real Jesus comes and he says, I don't want to give you the desires of your heart. I want to reorient the desires of your heart.
0: Uh, the prosperity gospel appeals to two of the most basic and universal of all human desires, to be wealthy and never to be sick.
1: Nobody wants to die, nobody wants to be sick, and nobody wants to be poor. All the things that Jesus says, we have to be willing to
3: set aside to follow him. They take all of those things and they make that the attraction of the gospel.
0: I don't know what you feel about the prosperity gospel, the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel, but I'll tell you what I
1: feel about it, hatred.
3: I'm all alone, no friends, no fellowship, no church. And I click on this video, And there's this old man with gray hair, and he is preaching like I've never heard anybody preach before, handling the Word of God in a way that I've never seen. And I love it, and I just want more of it. And so I continue to watch video after video after video. And finally, I come to a sermon jam. And It's being
0: exported from this country to Africa and Asia, selling a bill of goods to the poorest of the poor. Believe this message, your pigs won't die. Your wife won't have miscarriages. You have rings on your fingers and coats on your back. That's coming out of America. And he
3: begins to talk about this crap called gospel.
0: People that ought to be giving our money and our time and our lives instead selling them a bunch of crap called gospel. And here's the reason it is so horrible. When was the last time that any American, African, Asian ever said, Jesus is all satisfying because you drove a BMW.
3: Never! And I just thought, this guy doesn't know anything. I thought this guy was a man. This guy doesn't know anything. He's an idiot.
1: They'll say, Jesus give you that?
0: Yeah. Well, I'll take Jesus. That's idolatry. That's not the gospel.
3: The Jesus who's going to help me pay my taxes at the end of the year, the Jesus who's going to correct my wife's genetic disorder, I'll take that Jesus. That Jesus sounds great. But what that is, is idolatry. It's an elevation of the gift above the giver. The prosperity gospel is exactly like marrying someone for their money. Are you coming to God for God? Or are you coming to God so that you can ultimately get what your heart's truly after, and that's something else? My wife married me when I was dirt poor. and We were living in a cockroach-infested apartment. I know she loves me for me, man. It only had to go uphill from there.
2: The Bible is not against wealth. It's not against happiness. It's really, how do we
0: view those things?
2: The ultimate gift of the Gospel is not all of these other things. It, it's God himself. God is both the giver and the gift.
0: And I think this is what happens in our pulpit Sunday after Sunday. Christ is hidden from the American Gospel. And essentially, I think that is the problem. Because the Gospel is not a plan. It's a person. The call of the Gospel is a call to follow Christ. And Christ made that call he said follow me Paul makes the call in the same way saying we preach Christ and him crucified the center of the message of both Jesus and Paul was Christ himself Christ his work and the response that says I will submit I will
3: follow after Christ but I was a true sheep I had really been converted and I loved God and I loved his word and I was just confused and the only thing I knew was Whatever this guy is doing with the Bible, I want more of that. So I decided to just kind of avoid his other stuff about the prosperity gospel. But eventually, uh, I couldn't avoid it. Um, Once I became more grounded in the scriptures and began to see the truth and beauty of the biblical gospel, the prosperity gospel, had to bow the knee.
0: A moment from American Gospel, Christ Alone, a documentary that we have for your gift this week. I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today, and the main story you heard there was from a young pastor named Sean Demers. He heard Pastor John Piper call out the falseness of the prosperity gospel. But what I so appreciate is how John Piper presented the true gospel and pointed him to Christ. Now, I know some of you may be a bit upset like Sean, but let me ask you a few questions. Does God will the true believer in Christ to be in good physical health? Is a Christian promised good financial health by virtue of his or her faith in Christ? If the Christian does not experience these blessings, must we assume that he or she is outside the word of God? One of the finest New Testament scholars and Bible translator of the past hundred years is a lifelong member of the Assemblies of God. It was Dr. Gordon Fee who attacked what he called the disease of the health and wealth gospels. More than once I've spoken with him of this North American export around the world, which he maintains is not true Christianity. The message goes like this. It's in the Bible. God says it. So think God's thoughts, claim it, and it's yours. But is that true? Dr. Fee would then take, for example, the basic scripture text of this movement. Here it is in the King James Version from 3 John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as they should prospereth. From this verse, one of the most famous health and wealth preachers says, John writes that we should prosper and be in health. But is this what the text actually says? Hardly. The Greek word translated prosper in the KJV means to go well with someone. Just like a friend in a letter would say, I pray that this letter finds you all well. This was the standard greeting for a letter back in the first century. As Dr. Fee says, to extend John's wish for Gaius to refer to financial and material prosperity for all Christians of all times is totally foreign to the text. John neither intended that, nor could Gaius have understood it that way. It cannot be the plain meaning of the verse. We may rightly learn from this text to pray for our brothers and sisters that all will go well with them. But to argue from the text that God wills our financial prosperity is to abuse the text and not use it as God intended. You might well argue that all subsequent Christians are out of God's will who do not go to Carpus's house in Troy in order to take Paul's cloak to him. That's in 2 Timothy 4.13 or that all Christians with stomach ailments are not to pray for healing at all, but rather to stop drinking water and to drink wine instead. That's in 1 Timothy 5.23. But these, two are what the texts actually say in the way used by the famous health and wealth teacher flying around the world in his fleet of private jets. But there's a second important verse used by this movement, and that verse is John 10.10. 10. It's called the abundant life. Here's the verse. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full or in the KJV might have it more abundantly. Life or eternal life in John's gospel is the equivalent of the kingdom of God found in Matthew, Mark and Luke. It literally means, according to Dr. Fee, as life of the age to come. It is the life that God has in and of himself, and it is his gift to believers in the present age. The Greek word parison, translated more abundantly in the KJV, means simply that believers are to enjoy this gift of life to the full. Material abundance is not implied in the word life or to the full. Dr. Fee says such an idea is totally foreign to the context of John 10, as well as to the whole teaching of Jesus. Do you see where I'm going with this? Just to say you take the Bible literally, and we are promised by having enough faith then we will be healthy and wealthy, is a total misappropriation and misinterpretation of God's holy word. And it's not true Christianity. And yet there are those that teach this as being biblical. I'm reminded of a health and wealth preacher of the past generation. She died of cancer while still preaching this promise of health to her followers if they just had enough faith. If the preacher was right, then why couldn't the physician heal herself as she taught? I am reminded of the proverb in proverbs thirty seven through nine and I'll share it with you from the King James Version. Two things I have required of thee: deny me then before I die. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me, lest I be full and deny thee, and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal, and take the name of my God in vain. In the full biblical view, wealth and possessions are a zero value for the people of God. Yes, we pray for good health, we pray for God to supply our daily needs, but there is a double danger of removing the eye from trusting God and of coming to possess the possessor. The disease of the health and wealth Gospels, not true Gospels at all. We may clothe false teachings in biblical garb, but that doesn't make it biblical. There are wolves in sheep's clothing, as Jesus put it, and we are to run from such teaching that runs counter to all of God's word. The Lord is not calling us to first-class living just because we may be blessed with wealth. And we can't claim it just because we are a Christian. Counterfeit gospels are a dangerous twisting of God's truth. Messages which can appeal ultimately only to human fallenness, not to our lives as Christians living for Christ in the Spirit. When we are given abundance, Scripture is clear. We are given abundance to share that abundance with others. When we are in poverty, we are called to give out of our little, like the woman at the temple sacrificing her two coins as an offering. Even in poor health, we are to keep sharing our Jesus, his true gospel of the kingdom, with those who are lacking. For it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God not by works so that no one can boast
1: i'd rather have jesus than silver or gold i'd rather be his than ever riches untold i'd rather have jesus than houses or lands i'd rather by his nail-pierced hand, than to be the king of a vast domain, and be Jesus Than anything this world affords today, He's fairer.
0: Zayla's version of I'd Rather Have Jesus here on Haven Today. And I'm Charles Morris and a program called Getting the Gospel Right. We've been looking at the false teachings that are prevalent today in North America and being spread all over the world. The prosperity gospel, but also the moralistic gospel. Both say that if you do enough, God will bless you. If you have enough faith, you can accomplish whatever your heart desires. But that's not the good news that Jesus brought to us. And I have to say that I'm very encouraged to hear Brandon Kimber, the filmmaker who made American Gospel, Christ Alone, say this. Not only did he want to expose false teachings, but more importantly, he wanted to present the true gospel in a way that many would be able to hear.
2: I think the person and work of Christ is... The most attractive thing that we can present to people, that message is the power of God unto salvation. And every time we add things like health or wealth, or we we cover up that message with something that we think is more attractive, those people who we are calling to faith are not coming because of a love for Christ. They're they're being attracted by something else that you're holding up, and. I think that's tragic and it's resulting in uh, false conversions people who you know grew up in a church and and think they're Christians but they may stand before the Lord as uh in in Matthew 7:21 and and say Lord Lord did we not do all these things and he says I never knew you and that's that's one of the most terrifying verses in in scripture that there can be people that are deceived like that and notice they they point to what they did in their life in their ministry they prophesied raised the dead did miracles casted out demons and that's not the gospel again it's not about what you do it's about trusting in what christ has done
0: brandon kimber the creator of the american gospel christ alone I want to send you a DVD of this epic documentary for your gift to the ministry. And if you know someone who needs to hear the message of the gospel, we can also send it directly to them on your behalf. It's our prayer that the Lord uses this film to reach many for the kingdom, the true kingdom of God, and the true gospel of Jesus Christ. So why don't you call us right now? Our number is 800 654 36. That number once again is 865 Haven. Or watch the preview we've posted online and you can make your gift there at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again we'll be sharing together the true story, the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. The long history of monarchies in our world. It's a fascinating trail of deception, betrayal, romance, even power grabbing. David was on the run from his son Absalom. For years after he ascended to the throne, King Louis XVI was marched out and tried for treason as the final king of France. Fascinating. Fascinating. But there's something quite unremarkable about monarchies, birth. Sons become heirs to the throne, not because of something they do, but through birth. The same was true for Jesus. The wise men came looking for Jesus, born King of the Jews. King Jesus, anointed in birth, but enthroned in resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15, 27. He's put everything under his feet, and he will reign forever. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.